0: Hello and thank you for joining me. This is Jaded. I am Jody. That was Post Malone with Better Now. And today is Thursday, March Fourteenth, Twenty Nineteen. And I'm here at my good friend Nick's house. Hi there. And uh, good to have you back, Nick. Hey. I always enjoy you on my show. My show. It's not a show. Hey, Your show. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it feels like a whole get up. But uh, Are
1: you
0: Jay Leno? I mean. <laughs> no, I'm Jody. on jaded. Come on now. It's, it's still my podcast. Well, I can call, no, it show, no, no, sorry, call it a show. whatever. Yeah, so lots gone on. I uh, wanted to catch Nick up on my day today. We, we have talked about this before, but we're, we're, we're both getting older. And as we get older, along comes certain medical fun things that we have to do.
1: I have to go do the colonoscopy on the 28th. Yeah.
0: Nick has what we wrote on the calendar, a butt check. A butt check. And then today I had a mammogram. boob check. Boob check. So boob check, butt check this month. Mm -hmm. And boob check, um, here's a history on the boobs, because most women do not get mammograms until they're 50. After that, it's every year.
1: And you are 44. 44.
0: Yes. And um, four years ago, when I was 40... When I was showering one morning, I noticed a lump on my breast. Mm-hmm. Not just a small lump. Mm-hmm. It was more on my chest above my breast, but I could feel a prominent lump. And I pushed on it, and it was kind of painful, and mm-hmm. didn't know what it was. So called my boss, and I'm like, not going to be in. Going to my doctor's office, called my doctor's office, got an appointment. When the doctor was feeling it, the doctor's face went blank. Mm-hmm. Huh. That flat effect look. Huh. And that worried me. And then she sent me in for a diagnostic mammogram to be done that day. Okay. She wanted me to go that day. Which also worried oh. me. Well, okay. okay, so I drive across town. to oh. so Envision um Breast Center, Sally Jobe, I believe. But Envision, nonetheless, awesome place. Okay, I love this place. But the day that I went, I was nervous as hell. Nobody would tell me anything. Nobody could tell me anything. I waited... They take me back. They do. <laughs> you got to love these machines, okay? You, you'll probably never see them. But it's got this shelf, okay? This cold fucking shelf. You
1: put your boob on there. That you
0: put your boob on the shelf. Uh, and then it, and then she a, brings down this thing that comes like and a, squeeze, squeeze, like squeeze, squeeze,
1: squeeze, like vice, squeeze. Vice.
0: It's like a vice grip. Yes, it's great. And you have to. your face is like this against the glass, okay? Right. Your arms and are supposed to be at your squeeze, side.
1: Squeezing down your boob. Squeezing
0: down the boob. And then you're supposed to not breathe. Okay, she's like, all right, ready? Don't breathe. Don't breathe. Don't breathe. Don't, don't breathe. breathe. Don't breathe. Don't breathe. Okay, you can breathe. Don't breathe. And it's just like, Whoa. I don't know why. Right, the so, second so was
1: taking a picture of it.
0: Taking pictures of the boobs, yes. And then they're like, okay, go ahead and sit down. We're going to talk to the doctor. Give us five minutes. We'll be back. So they come back in five minutes. And they're like, the doctor wants more pictures. Oh. Huh. And I'm like, okay. More pictures. So we go and we do more pictures.
1: More, more vice grip. More vice
0: grip. Right. And then set me in the waiting room again and was like, hold you know, we'll come back to you. Ten minutes, go by.
1: This is last time or this, this is the, the last time. Yeah, alright last so time. So
0: that time goes by. They come out they come out and they're like, Okay, we're gonna have we're gonna do an ultrasound. So take ultrasound. me in to do the ultrasound. hmm um, then she says, Alright, I'm gonna go take these pictures to the doctor and I'll be back. Mm-hmm. Comes back, has to do another ultrasound, more ultrasounds. More ultrasounds? More ultrasounds. This is the last time, right? This, this is the last time, four years ago. Four years ago. More ultrasounds. Then she comes back, and she hands me a piece of paper. She's like, everything's fine. This is this is called fibros- fibrocystic breast disease. Right, it's right, right. Uh-huh. The tissue in your breast, because you were breastfed, right. is more likely to have Manifest. growths on it, like... Like Uh ropey, like it just gets Fibrous tissue. Fibrous tissue, right. So Mm -hmm. they were like, you know, follow up in a year. Oh, okay. Okay, so here we have four years later. Four years later. (laughs) Four (laughs) years later. I'm finally going to do my mammogram, And I go in there and I'm looking at the signage sheet. And they've got all my stuff from last time, okay? And I look at my weight and I'm like, I cross that out and I change it to the the number it is now because it's good... Like, I literally gained a four year old child. That's how much weight I've gained. I, like, how much a four year old child? Pounds? 40 pounds. 45 pounds. Yeah. Oh. So I've gained a four year old child. Right? But anyway, I laugh at that. Fill out the rest of the paperwork. They well, take me back. Know, it, it Same thing show as last time. Much. It shows plenty. Same thing as last time. Take me back. Do my mammogram. This lady was really nice. We were talking, mm-hmm. and she's talking about how she's still in Parker. And I, you know, I used to talk her as well. We got to talking, and I told her how my daughter had just graduated from Chaparral. Look up. Yeah, <clears throat> okay. Bless you. And she's like, oh, when did your, my kids graduated, 2008, blah, 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 blah. And she goes, wait, how old are you? And I said, I'm 44. She goes, oh, my God, I'm 58. You're so much younger than me. And i was like. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that was the second time I got called old today, Nick. I told her the first time, but the second time today I got called.
1: So she older. thought you were old?
0: She thought that I was not old, but she thought that I was older. She mm-hmm. thought that I was closer to her age. She was 58.
1: Oh, so she was like bonding with you because she Because was, yeah, we, we 10 from the years, same years older. and you know, she thought no, oh.
0: From the same area, uh, yeah. yeah. And then she realizes that I'm younger. But it was, she was cool. It was good. She did fine. Breasting, there was one that was particularly painful. I was, they had it at a 45, the tray is now at a 45 degree angle.
1: Well, it's a different tray now.
0: No, it's the same tray, but it, it can move like this. Oh, okay. Right. It can move All up right. and down too okay. if you're short yeah. or tall.
1: So, so it's now, it's
0: like I've got my arm up over here. It looks like I'm hugging it, but uh-huh. I'm kind of like this. And I have to yeah. hold my fat belly out of the way so it can like, oh, get fat belly. That hurt. Oh my gosh, that one hurt my boob. So, she tells me, go and sit down. I'll be back with you again. Doctor wants more views. Uh Uh-huh. Go back in. Do those again. Mm. So she finishes, put me in the waiting room. Again, another lady comes out and says, we're going to do ultrasounds. It's okay. That's great. Here we go. So she does the ultrasounds. Then she comes back, or does the ultrasound, and she's, again, she says, now don't worry if the doctor tells me that she wants more views or if she decides to come see for herself. And Uh I was like, okay. That should have been my clue. That should have been my clue that she saw something. Huh. So she leaves, and next thing I know, the doc- doctor comes in the room. Which boo? My left one. So the doctor comes in the room. doctor sits down and explains to me that what was there before is still there, only it's grown. Oh. And they're not sure why it's
1: growing. Why Why would it grow? You're not nursing anymore. Why, yeah,
0: why would it? And I said, you know, except that i gained a four-year-old, right? Like, All wouldn't, right, grow- so, yeah, wouldn't you that grow wait, too? Wait,
1: is that, is that a factor?
0: I don't know, but I would... I would think so everywhere else on me I can see the weight. Why wouldn't I see it there, right? If it's tissue, I don't know. But so she tells me we're gonna have you do a biopsy. We're gonna do oh, a needle biopsy. Biopsy. Needle biopsy, yeah. Really? And um explains to me that, you know, she's pretty sure that it's just gonna be some benign something or other.
1: I think so too.
0: But that I've gotta get it done. So she does another uh, ultrasound
1: Uh huh. I mean she had to notes. she had
0: to do it for my lymph nodes. Right. How'd you know that? Yeah.
1: I know that because I'm
0: smart. But they were all lit up red on the fucking thing. It was pretty interesting to see that on there. But um I don't know. Is if, that good
1: or bad? I don't
0: know. I'm sure it's fine. It didn't say anything. Oh. I didn't say I had to hurry or rush to get to do this, but oh. I am. Uh went and talked to the gal who scheduled me. She says that they will give me a local anesthetic. Yeah, and then what are they going to do? And then they're going to take a blade. Oh, a Little, Yeah, they're going to make a little incision. Uh-huh. Because they need, it's going to be ultrasound-guided biopsy. So they're going to put this ultrasound-seeking machine in there so they know exactly where to put the needle to extract. uh uh-huh,
1: to extract the sample. The tissue,
0: yeah. And so they can test it. So she said it will take about, I'll be there about an hour and a half to two hours. Mm-hmm. I'll be in the room for 30 minutes. But they encourage me to eat, have breakfast, I don't have to starve myself, mm-hmm. uh, take my medication as usual, uh-huh. that I can take myself there and drive myself home. You can? Yep. That um, they will give me an ice pack to put on my boobie afterwards, and they do give you me need, Tylenol. Do you need
1: uh, anybody to exercise your boobie before you go there?
0: Exercise my boobie. Well, yeah. No, Nicholas. No. Oh. oh, okay. That was very generous. I, I'm sure you were offering... I, I, was, I
1: was going to uh, offer my assistance, but I don't
0: I, That's all... Uh, as far as I know, that's not one of the uh, pre-exam or pre-biopsy needs. I see. Yeah. In fact, well, my boobs don't want anyone to touch them because they're hurting. Are they hurting right now? Nick, there she is. So, so that, was, that was my fun with my doctor. So, next Thursday... At 10 o'clock, I have a breast biopsy at the Envisioned Centrum Surgery Center. Uh-huh. Yeah, pretty exciting.
1: Not not. so. Uh, and you're okay with that? And you don't need anybody to go with you?
0: No, I don't. But speaking of going with, what? this is random and awkward, awesome, but I went to fly a kite the other day. Okay. I flew a kite and I played disc golf. And then I lost my glasses at the same park. Looked for them that night before I left. Couldn't find them. Went home. Went the next morning. And I'll be damned, I got out of my car and I started walking up to where I knew I'd been. And my glasses were sitting on the fucking field. They were frosted over, but they were looking right at me. Yay!
1: So that was a good thing.
0: That was a good thing. Well, and it was fun to fly the kite and it was fun to play disc golf. It's always Who are you good you with? To I was with number two.
1: <laughs> number two? <laughs>
0: Yeah, that was an excellent name that came up today, number two. <laughs> yeah, it was number two. We're fly both flying well kites. kites. It was great. You didn't even have to run, Nick. You just held the thing up. Well,
1: it was pretty windy yesterday.
0: Yeah, it was. I had 75 mile an hour ago.
1: winds here.
0: Yeah, that would have been ridiculous. I would have so lost my kite. Yeah, the dumb thing was, we went out to fly the kites and I took my glasses because I had my sunglasses on. I thought, uh-huh. well, if it gets too dark, mm-hmm. I can switch my glasses. Duh. So, running around and flying kites and trying to dive bomb his with mine, I lost my glasses somewhere. and But I found him again.
1: So, you were having fun with number two.
0: I was having fun. <laughs> yeah, we had fun. I had fun.
1: Doesn't everybody I have fun, fun with like number two? Minutes.
0: Oh my god, I don't know. <laughs> that one's just too hot for me to be in touch. Too. Everyone doesn't have fun with number two. Number two <laughs> can be very bad for some of it us, it
1: can be hard.
0: It, sometimes it, it doesn't come often enough. No. Number two just doesn't come around Or it enough. comes
1: out bloody. <laughs>
0: oh, God. Oh, <laughs> God. My son, did I tell you my son <coughs> that that problem? Only different, I think I told well, you my, about it. No, my hemorrhoid. When like he, he, no, he busted his nut. Oh, yeah? He literally busted his nut. I think I told you that story. Yeah. He was a missionary out Long Beach. <coughs> yeah. And he started getting, like, real sore.
1: Swollen... Testicle. Swollen,
0: swollen testicle, yep. And he was having um, problems like like his... One time he was peeing, then he peed blood, then uh-huh. he ejaculated. It was bloody. And it was bloody, right? I had that once. He had that a couple times. He went to go to see the doctor. What the hell is it? The doctor said basically that he was not jacking off enough. Because in the Mormon church, you're not supposed to I do that. I was
1: married, and I got it. I mean, I, you well, know. he apparently
0: was not getting enough. Of well, his I wasn't seaweed. either. <laughs> he wasn't getting it out enough, and so it literally backed up, backed up the factory, caused.
1: Yeah, my left, my my right nut swallowed up the size of freaking oh a, a tennis ball. Why? Uh, now I've heard that, that could just be fluid too. This was blood because my ejaculation was bloody.
0: Ugh, why was your nut bleeding? <laughs>
1: My nut wasn't bleeding. It was like big. It was like um, uh, bigger than a golf ball, but not as big. But as
0: internally it. bleeding, right? To make it swollen like that, or no? I don't know what the
1: hell. If, you, if when I ejaculated, it was all bloody. So how'd you fix that? Uh, I let it go. I just forgot about. It
0: ah! It didn't come back again. No, it never did.
1: Oh. Happened when I was like, tw- <coughs> I was twenty two years old.
0: So when you ejaculated blood, did the ball go down then? No. So no, it
1: still took about a month.
0: Oh my and my wife, wa- my
1: wife was not the most uh, you know sexual being in the whole world. Uh, it wasn't well, like the a
0: guy with a tennis. But it hurt. Not... It hurt. Well, yeah, that would hurt to do mm-hmm. the pumping and the pushing, or for her to bounce on you. Mhm. Well, but they would all hurt. There's really not a way for you to do that without. Well, I don't know. I'm sure you could think of one.
1: I could think of one. <laughs> but it hurt.
0: I bet it did. Oh. I had oh. So, I met alcoholic... I met number two's
1: sister. <coughs> oh, number two has a sister?
0: Number two has a sister.
1: <coughs> Girl number two.
0: Sister who knows more about the thing we talked about, the drowning of the child. Oh, yeah. Knows more about that. She was older. Mm-hmm. But in talking to her, and this is... I had only met her... This is the first time I've ever met her. Uh-huh. I find out, because she's lost her phone, and she's upset she can't find her phone. She's like, if I don't have my phone, I don't have a number for my clients. <clears throat> I don't have the number for my connects. And I'm like, clients? And I'm looking at her, and she lives in a ditch behind a Walgreens in Aurora. Jeez. And she's got a dog named Pretty. And she has clients. Okay, and I'm, I'm meeting, I'm finding all this out, just meeting her for the first time. And then... We're sitting in the living room talking, and she's telling me how in third grade on picture day, she was so drunk when she got to school that she threw up beer all over the desk. The dad, eight years old, the stepdad was getting her drunk every morning. So in third grade, so yeah, there's flag number one. This girlie's got issues, right?
1: Oh no, no shit.
0: And then she goes. Then she's just (laughs) generalizing, talking about a lot of the stuff that happened. That was very specific, one obviously. But then she goes on to tell me that she's got two people living inside her. Oh my God. Now, Nick, what do you? How do you feel about that diagnosis? What, what do they call it now? It's no longer...
1: Dissociative Identity Disorder. Dissociative, yeah, DID.
0: Disso- what do you think of that? Your, your tone of voice. I'm already getting this, the feeling, but I want to... Um,
1: you know, it really does... It does... People do suffer from this. There was a, a period of time in the 90s, late 80s, when there were clinics all over the place... That were uh, treating dissociative identity disorder because all these people had multiple, like I I never multiple heard of Multiple, multiple, yeah, multiple. multiple personalities, so they would have like four personalities or twenty personalities or you know that type of thing because yeah. because of trauma. It's like um, if uh, you're being abused, you uh, you know you, you dissociate and you become uh, you know somebody else and you pretend you're somebody else who's getting abused rather than you're getting abused. And so, you know...
0: You don't think your soul just fragments?
1: No, it's not a soul thing.
0: Your identity fragments? Yeah, your identity
1: fragments, because, you know... Not your
0: soul, but your identity...
1: I wasn't sexually abused. Uh, Maria was, okay? Okay. And when I went to... uh, In the form of Maria, Maria was getting uh, sexually abused by my father. Not me, you know? Right. And that's how they cope with it. Exactly. It
0: (gasps) it can... A coping mechanism. Yeah, it's a coping
1: mechanism. And, And... whether or not uh, it it is, you know, you'll have Maria. I have people in the hospital who well, Maria is suicidal, okay. Okay. But the patient who is oh. I don't know Mary uh, is not suicidal, but Maria is suicidal. Okay. All right. So <laughs> I I I often I often will say to the doctor I'll say. Well, oh, you know that Maria does not have our insurance. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Very nice. Very nice.
1: We kind of get a chuckle about it, but I don't think he's that amused. <laughs> yeah, we cannot
0: treat Maria.
1: You know, but there are people who are like this, and uh, it's not that common anymore, but it is something that is real, okay, for that.
0: I think it's real, and, and I I was talking to her, and I, I do this weird thing, Nick. I, I asked her a whole bunch of questions. You know, I was like, so... Or I didn't ask her questions. I just told her, I said, you know, what I've heard about multiple personality disorders is that it oftentimes the other person manifests when you yourself were going through a really traumatic time or experience. And she says, oh, yeah, I can, ex- I can remember exactly when. I can remember exactly when. I said, You can? I said, well, then I've been told what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to sit down by yourself somewhere quiet and either write out everything that happened or go through it in your head from start to finish if you can. But at the point where you feel the most scared, you get triggered and afraid, you're supposed to talk to yourself. If it, if it happened when you were four years old, you're talking to that four-year-old self. But you're supposed to talk to yourself and tell yourself that you are okay. And that this shouldn't have happened. This is a bad thing. But that you are okay. That someone should have protected you. But no one did. But it's not your fault. And you're okay. And you're supposed to now with your reasoning and years and experience and understanding, you know that it was not your fault. But it's one thing to know that, yourself, but to go back and talk to, the child or adolescent or whomever you were when that happened, that that's supposed to be helpful.
1: Yeah, yeah but these people take on they'll, they'll, they'll take on different voices. They'll take on different personalities. So, for instance, let's say we well, we're... she
0: Nick, she just sat there and bald and bald and bald, and I felt so. Oh, wow. I do that sometimes. I I talk too much, and I sound like I know what the fuck I'm talking about and I really don't and for all I know I'm causing more damage to this poor cheeky but that really is what Jordan not Jordan Peterson but Teal Swan talks about that Teal Swan had a lot of sexual and abuse she had a lot of sexual and physical trauma and abuse and that's that's one of the meditations that she walks you through that's supposed to help with self healing well if it helped her I'm happy for her
1: but you're, you let's say let's everybody. say let's say you're in a relationship with somebody or with somebody your your friend, all right? Okay. Um, a, a female friend, whatever, and she has this condition, all right? Okay. You could be having a great old time, right? right. Watching a, you know, your favorite TV show and cooking meals together and maybe drinking some wine or whatever. But you are never sure who is the person that you're having a relationship with. Because it could be the the seductress, all right? It could be the crazy witch. It could be the baby girl. Uh, It could be you you never know. That's
0: what it's like to be in a relationship with me, Nick. (laughs) I tried to tell you that in the car. Now, medication might be helping me. I don't know. But, well, why as, I do was, as, you, as I was why telling you... Do
1: you uh, way back in the day, they called it split personality. But um,
0: Mine is not... I don't, I don't know that mine is that dramatic and that... I mean, it is that dramatic, but I, I don't think that it's a different... It's just a mood swing. That's part of the reason I feel like I have had bipolar. Is because, for me, rapid cycling. So, it, it could be identified... It, it
1: could be... Uh, <laughs> disguised I, as that however I don't know what your trauma was when you were a child I mean I do know to some extent but yeah. if you were experiencing trauma as a child at, let's say 7 years old or something like that and, and your father's beating the hell out of you uh, you might have dissociated into uh, you know this is happening to somebody else okay
0: <clears throat> right my, I don't think that my dad would beat the hell out of I don't know I, I always put up a good fight so I think I got beat up a little more than the others because I would fight back
1: all right, but that's the, side the point. But it the fact of it is, what you're saying is that being in a relationship with you is like being in a relationship <laughs> with somebody who has dissociative identity disorder.
0: Right.
1: And that's what you're saying. That
0: sometimes. There, I, I, was, I was joking. So one I has to question
1: what is the real Jody? Is the real Jody the person who on our podcast here. Is, is weeping because you're having some emotional memory of, of a relationship and you how you couldn't save this person or take care of them enough or whatever? Is it is it the Jody who is angry, uh, you know, and pissed off and, and afraid of uh, having sex with people? Or is it the Jody who wants to have sex with lots of people and do meth and, uh, you know, run around, I mean, just essentially being just, you know... Uh, no. What about the Jody a
0: that was a, a good mom and that worked and that, you know, held up her end of?
1: Well, which Jody life was that? that she, was that they the mutual? They Jody? are
0: all me. Well, of course they are, but how do you? I don't. I don't. Right, disassociate. So,
1: so, I'm saying well, this is out. why people question oh. that that uh,
0: diagnosis. Which one?
1: Because uh, dissociate minorities. Yeah. Well, I don't. Because these are all of you.
0: I don't think I have that.
1: All you have to do is integrate them. I don't think I have that. Well, when you when you are in front of a person, and they are first talking like a 30-year-old woman, okay? Right. And all of a sudden, you start asking questions. Right. And all of a sudden, they start talking like a 12-year-old, okay?
0: Right. Or an 8-year-old. That would freak your you Your flat
1: Your flags go up, and you start saying, oh, who am I... Ta- I've actually asked this question. Who, who am, am I talking, talking
0: to? Who am I talking
1: to? <laughs> And they'll answer, in in fact, will answer, you're talking to Janie, you know. Her name is like, you know, Elizabeth.
0: Uh, Oh, that's another thing. She was telling me that, I said, do they have names? She goes, I don't know. I said, I'll bet you they do.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I bet they do. (laughs)
0: They either do or you need to give them names because if they are that real and they are that talking to you, maybe you need to acknowledge their existence. Maybe that is part of the plight is they want to be noticed. They want, that's all we want is validation. All of us want validation, and if she truly has two other people inside of her, they want just as much validation as she does. Don't you think?
1: (laughs) I think that's that's risky.
0: Yeah. Explain.
1: If the job of the therapist is to integrate, (coughs) you don't 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 want to be encouraging, (laughs) encouraging um, (coughs) the patient or, or the you know the client. To be manifesting these, uh, you want to encourage her to um, integrate these these personalities,
0: right?
1: Hopefully, into one who is their authentic self. Because otherwise, every <laughs> time, every time they, you know, they, their kid gets mad at them or something like that, they whoa, they go back to twelve years old, right? And
0: but see, I think it's better to own it. If that's what's truly going on.
1: I'm not an expert in this, but I I don't
0: know. I say, but that's just for me. If I have have, personalities raging in my mind and my brain. Well, the research. I
1: mean, I haven't seen any research that um, introduces anything that would be considered a cure for this. No, no. And so.
0: I told her to watch the movie Split. I mean. (laughs) right I'm just great I'm awesome (laughs) but it was I think
1: I think when you take that particular illness and then you start um, later on in life they start having symptoms and you start diagnosing them with major depressive disorder first and then you go to bipolar and then who knows you go to uh, schizoaffective disorder you, and really what happened was you're, you're, you're looking at a person who has severe PTSD, okay?
0: Oh, yeah.
1: And not major depression or bipolar. And there may be depressive symptoms. Right. With severe PTSD because you still feel hopeless and helpless and you don't, you know, you're confused and you're, constant, you know, you, you don't know what to do and you and you feel isolated and you you because you have PTSD but not necessarily because you have major depressive disorder okay right. but because you were severely abused and you have PTSD oh. many veterans will come back with severe PTSD because their best friend just probably their I head have, got blown off you know i mean i mean they watched it you know
0: i can feel it when i start to have PTSD when i have triggers especially colby colby is a big trigger for me
1: so your PTSD comes from where
0: from being hit or hurt by someone bigger or stronger than me.
1: Okay. All takes is... Usually, cases, usually
0: oh. my father, sometimes my mother, sometimes no. I would fight with my siblings, but sometimes my exes, you know, it's just whoever, like, gets in my face and tries to scare me, fucking scares me.
1: So you get scared, that's your trigger, the trigger sends you back to where, when you were six?
0: I don't know where it sends me, I just know that it... Clearly it,
1: you don't have coping skills when you go there.
0: I, well, I know that I'm afraid and I know that I need to go.
1: And you go, back, you go back to a little
0: girl. No, I leave the situation. I don't wait for it to get further. I don't. I but, used to, I used to stand back to that. Like, that used to make me angry. And I used to, I would, I would get right back in the face. But anymore, I'm like, it just, I, I start shaking when I can hear Colby's voice raising. Like, I literally get shaking. I don't. I'm afraid of him, I guess. I, I'm, I'm afraid of him. But anybody who raises their voice and gets in your face like this while they're yelling at you is trying to scare you. May or may not hurt you, but they are definitely trying.
1: Let the records show that she put her <laughs> face into my face and said that statement.
0: <laughs> kind of tried to look mad about it, but I, I couldn't. Cause I'm kind no, of but
1: uh, I think that something happened in your early, early years... That caused you to get triggered by this. Oh, sure. Because somebody gets into my face like that. Yeah. I don't get scared. I get get angry.
0: My father. uh, Yeah. There was there was a time I don't know if you want to hear about it, but sure, go ahead. um, I had come back from Utah early. All of our family was in Utah. How old were you? I was um, sixteen.
1: Uh, Summer, teenager, primary year, little yeah, so, adolescent life.
0: Could, had come back from Utah early. The rest of the family was all following, but were to be there later. And um, I got home and invited my boyfriend over, Marcos.
1: Uh, Marcos. <laughs> who yeah. came over. Yeah.
0: And we were messing around upstairs. they not having sex. I, did, I had not had sex at this point.
1: You were still a virgin?
0: Yes, but we were messing around. He was
1: and, your first?
0: Yes, and then I had four kids with him. Um, but anyway, we were messing around. All of a sudden, the garage door opens. Yep, yep. So I have Marcos go out the front window, because I climbed in and out that, even though it was a second story. Marcos takes off. My dad comes upstairs. I don't know how he knew.
1: He smelled sex.
0: I guess, because he came up, opened up the door, was very angry, got in my face, and was yelling at me, and calling me all kinds of lovely things, I'm sure. And, um, I remember feeling very fucking afraid. And following that, we got into a back-and-forth tussle. He grabbed my head, (coughs) kneed me in the face. He kneed you
1: in the nose?
0: He kneed me in the face. He knocked out my front teeth. Your father did? My father did. Yeah, he said that that it was my fault. The cops came and everything. He had broken my tooth in half. Uh, you could see the fucking, you could see the nerve, yeah. the peak nerve, yeah, yeah. So I think that that is part of the reason why I don't like people in my face. But I but I fought that for years. But lately, it's it's just been a trigger. Oh, I don't right. know. Uh, <laughs> it's just been a trigger. No. Lately, I don't know why lately. Why. Think, I don't oh, know, I said, So let's Well, I, ha- I haven't had anything that scary going on.
1: Uh, I don't know. Tow truck guy got... got yeah, you. I don't...
0: Yeah. Nope. Not going to talk about that one. Oh, no. Well, things are pending, you know? Mm-hmm. So, no, but most people don't get in my face all angry. and And so that's a trigger for me. Mm-hmm. But we should... We should definitely move past that. Um. <laughs>
1: I We were just talking about dissociation. Dissociative
0: identity, yes, because uh, of the that, girl that yeah, I met. Yeah, right.
1: So all this trauma happened to you as a child, 16 years old. And a man, who's your father, who's supposed to love you unconditionally, uh, knocked your teeth out, right? Because, because he knew what was going on <laughs> with you and Marco's in the bedroom, right? Yeah. Okay? And so, he That's knew because happened. he was an adult, and he could, he Smell. knew, he knew, he smells All right, whatever. Knocked your feet, two front teeth out, or whatever, and then, what happened? You had to go either to the dentist, or you had to live for several weeks with two front teeth knocked out.
0: I went to the dentist, and
1: had to get a root canal. They took the little yeah, pink root yeah. out. Right.
0: It must have hurt like hell. That's it.
1: And well, so well, now, more was
0: it broke my no. So
1: now, uh, so a child who believes that his uh, parent is supposed to love them unconditionally has to now deal with that situation and say, "Whoa, uh, he doesn't love me unconditionally because obviously but he's willing. He's willing to harm me significantly because I'm not following what he thinks is right."
0: But at the same time, I look over at this gal's life who at eleven years old was throwing up on her table.
1: Well, yeah, that was another. I mean, I I know I know clients who have come to me and said their father starts shooting them up
0: oh. when they're like
1: nine years old.
0: Oh.
1: With fucking dope.
0: Wow. Okay. No way. Yeah. Nick, that's terrible.
1: There's all kinds of shit going down out there. I know,
0: but I just feel like but mine's that, not and that's all that bad. <laughs>
1: Well, of course, you've reframed it that way, okay? I'm trying to. You're, tr- <laughs> You're trying to. Yes, yeah. Well because, yeah, no, but, I mean, all in right.
0: light of all circumstances and all things, <coughs> I haven't even considered all things, so I don't know all things, but I know horrible stories of what some parents have done to their children, including you and yours. And it's like, I, I don't know that my experiences... You know what? My,
1: my parents died. And after they died, uh, my mom died in... Uh, what, eighty two when my father died in um, eighty six. Uh-huh. Alright, so when they died afterwards, I cried, I did, you know, whatever. But I also was embarrassed to say I was joyful. <laughs> no. You know why? Why? Eight, seven, four. I was no longer judged. No. I didn't have to live up to their live up to their expectations. expectations. I didn't have to, Fuck. you know, be a performer for them anymore. Right. And I was embarrassed. I talked to my brothers about this, you know. What did What
0: did they say?
1: They They didn't comment to the fact that they agreed with me, but I said that's how I'm
0: feeling. Ooh. You know, <laughs> I was the oldest
1: child. Uh, you know, I always had to be, you know, the good boy. You know. Yeah. But now they're dead. It's oh, like. You're so terrible. You're dead, you know. Whatever. And although I love them dearly, I really do, and I miss them every day. Being
0: judged is. But I'm just saying
1: that was a fucking cloud that I lived under up until they died. Wow.
0: So maybe we've all got
1: those clouds. I'm sure we do. I'm sure my daughters do.
0: I'm sure they do, too. That is definitely good for another podcast. I'm I'm
1: sure my grandson, Ryan, does, too. Because, you know, I am the dominant male and I am the, the patriarch of the family. And so, you know, I have Opinions. (laughs) opinions
0: <laughs> so that you I'm not knocking people's teeth out but still opinions but are important. Opinions are important. You no. Know? And your judgment way heavy with the lot you just described.
1: Yeah.
0: It's like the guy who interviewed me today he de- he described himself as the uh, <coughs> <coughs> What did he say that he was? He was the uh, He was the patrol cop or something like that. You knew anytime you had to go to his office you were in trouble.
1: Oh. <laughs> At the school?
0: No, at my job.
1: Mm. Oh, I see.
0: Yeah, traffic cop. I think he said something like that. He yeah. said something that. You're probably gonna see Mitch. All right. Bye. Yep, yep. Well, yeah,
1: yeah. Whatever.
0: But it was a good interview for anybody that uh, is following my unemployment. Um, I had my third interview with a company that should have been a five to ten minute interview, so that I could work in the back house in the warehouse, so I could put labels on cartons and tubes and. Mm-hmm canisters and instead they asked me to interview for a customer service position because i had customer service background so i did that with one of the owners and the head of the warehouse they had me interview a second time with uh the gal that i will be working underneath her name is amanda she is over csr she's like their first employee they have 40 employees now but they started with four Mm -hmm. and it was the three top guys at her then today Interviewed with the other two because there's it's a tripod, right? There's three of them. So I interviewed with the other two today, and I'm crossing my fingers, hoping it went well, and hopefully, we'll hear tomorrow. So it's all been right, a so, long, so, tough yeah, three months of no a, work. It's
1: been a week, too. Of, of uh, well, you had the boob check today, and uh, you know, that was traumatic.
0: Well, it was not true, it was not traumatic. It's and it, you know, I thought it was traumatic to have to have all this done, but we have great technology. And I really, I think it really is just growing because I grew. It like really careful. I think it grew because I grew.
1: <laughs>
0: I mean, you can tell, Nick, are my boobs bigger than they were five months ago? Um, Shut up. <laughs> just answer I, the I question. I have to check them
1: out. Oh, oh God. I, I, no, no, yes, they are. All right. Buddy.
0: They are. Everything on me is a little bit yeah, bigger. a little bit bigger in the boobies. Yes, everywhere. <laughs> Even in the face. I kind of like it in the face, Nick. I have so many fewer wrinkles.
1: <laughs> well you are also you're butt, your butt looks better and, you're, oh, and you thanks. don't have that flat meth butt, you know. Meth butt. Ah!
0: Yeah. yeah, I'm glad I don't have meth anything. Thank you.
1: Yeah, you're you're healthier. You look healthier.
0: Good to be meth uh, you're,
1: you're beautiful as ever, uh, if not more. Thanks.
0: Nick. I was thinking that we could end it. Um we had a Well, first... there's
1: a lot of questions at this discussion uh, that remain to be answered. One okay. uh, one of the questions is um you know, your dad knocked your teeth out <laughs> and um, then let's look at all the relationships know, after that with men and how and and also your inability to get close to men. Really close. That's really, not really what this close.
0: podcast was about at all. No. This podcast was about my no, boob. Listen, when,
1: well, I could make it about your boob but it
0: was about my boob. Well this is not a therapy session. Do you want to take these questions off camera? Off mic.
1: Oh, I is see. Is there anything yeah, important uh, second, to the do audience? I send, do I send some resistance here? No, not at all. No, not at all. Are you kidding? Resistance. Uh, well, no, I uh, don't want to uh, Jody's, chop up. Jody's, the, Jody's inability to get ever, ever close, as close that to... Is not true. ...where she lets go.
0: That's not true. I had that with my past relationship. Very much so. So, uh, but it was... And it what was, happened? It was bad. I was psychotic. He was an alcoholic.
1: All right, so that... Didn't work out. Nah. I, getting close. Nothing
0: could work out get, with this psychotic. Close,
1: get, but maybe you choose people
0: <laughs>
1: that that are like that, so you don't. You know what? So the I outcome. know I'll
0: be rejected. Yeah,
1: you know you'll be rejected. Maybe. And get your teeth knocked out.
0: I did not get my teeth knocked out. This last. It's time. metaphor.
1: Metaphorical. It's a shitty metaphor. It's a shitty
0: metaphor. <laughs> a no. metaphor.
1: When they die, <laughs> when, All right. So when they die on you, oh, that's Jesus. like getting your teeth knocked out. When they don't recover, it's like getting your teeth knocked out.
0: (coughs) I actually brought what I started as a journal that I started when Byron died. June 3rd,
1: 2015.
0: Teeth knocked out.
1: No. Byron died.
0: Byron died last Thursday. I don't even know what day of May it was. I don't want to know. It hurts... So fucking much to think about. It's 5.03 in the morning and I'm awake, crying, hurting, aching, shaking. Oh my God, this fucking sucks. I feel so sad, so empty. I hurt for him, I ache for him. I just want... One more fucking hug. I still talk to him. And I swear to God, he is still talking back to me. I know I'm crazy. You're fucking crazy, Jody. I can hear him say, but I love you. God damn it! I loved him so much, and I was so mad, mean, bitchy, grumpy, fucked up, drunken person. To and with <coughs> all the time, I miss your face, your body, your arms, hugs, kissing, your sweet, so soft lips, feeling you smile under my kiss made me do acrobats. You are this made me do acrobatics. You were the sweetest, most caring, loving giving, forgiving, selfless, tallest, humblest, best goddamn man I have ever had the pleasure to meet, love, learn, grow, laugh, smile, hold, hug, kiss, ever bestest, I will never ever find another man like you, God, I miss you, Byron. And then I go on to say, I'm sorry, God, I'm so fucking sorry, I'm sorry I couldn't have been there, so sorry it fucking happened, I know he didn't mean to, I know in my fucking heart he didn't mean to. Yeah, then I go on to ask if he's in heaven. Wondering what I'll be like in heaven without all the crazy in me. Yeesh. As I write this part, I'm feeling calmer, almost like a soft blanket of reassurance that Byron is in heaven. Then I said, aren't you, babe? And you aren't in pain. And you're probably even <laughs> sexier than that awesome, sexy guy. I gotta jump your boneness that you were back... What? When you were, with your hurting back, whatever. Mm. He was. He was He was heavy. He was bipolar. He was depressed. Just stuff But up in heaven, everything's supposed to be better. Yeah. Supposedly. <laughs> you're skinny
1: and you're not bipolar anymore. Right.
0: <laughs> pretty much. Sorry, that All was right, weird. So that,
1: so that was that was pretty intense.
0: It was, you know, you know that time's coming up for you too.
1: Time's been there for me. No, that Ellie oh. will have passed. Well, Ellie passed now on the twenty eighth of this month.
0: That's what I was saying. That's why it's coming up for Your me. My
1: birthday's on the nineteenth.
0: Oh damn! Rest in peace, Ellie.
1: that actually sitting right there on the desk. Okay.
0: I know. Hi, Ellie. Always watching. <laughs>
1: No, it's hard. Uh, You know, I I think that you've had relationships where you've overcome some of the trauma and experienced what you might consider true love.
0: I don't want to talk about this. You
1: know, Uh, what you resist the most is what you have to do.
0: I don't care. I don't have to do it tonight. I just don't feel like getting all melodramatic. I've got other shit to worry about.
1: Oh, you have to worry about number two.
0: I have to worry about boobies, too. You
1: have to worry about boobies.
0: So, can we end it, mm-hmm. Nicholas? Are we good? Did you want to play us out? Or do you have to warm up and stuff first? I'm already warmed
1: up. Oh, the Nick's I, up. I saw you.
0: Oh, oh. Thanks for listening. This is Jaded. I'm Joey. This is Nick.